0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free.
1: Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
2: I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan. Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by our old friend, big time Gene O'Neill, and another old friend, Ashcon, who's got a smash viral video in support of the San Francisco Giants. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
3: Jordan Morris, boy
4: detective. Big
2: time Gene O'Neill. A man who needs no introduction. Past co host of The Sound of Young America. Um, very healthy.
5: Uh, very fit. Regular cyclist. Cut. Um <laughs>
3: Would you say you're cut?
5: I don't know. Do you want me to take my shirt off? Oh, do I? I just assumed that
2: you were cutting. Like, you were like, cut, no, we got to do this over oh, again. cut, guys. Uh-oh. Bigger. More. I thought you meant, like, in my emo when I Louder. cut myself.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He is a cutter. A lot of people don't know that. Also, throws a cutter to complement his four-seam fastball.
5: <laughs> I think we did all the cutters.
2: Yeah, I think that's all there is. Uh, <laughs> no,
5: let's sit here for five minutes,
3: see if we can think of at least one more. Oh,
2: uh, leaf-cutting ants?
3: Yeah, sure.
2: Sure, he's also a, a leaf-cutting ant.
4: Yeah. I oh, guess. I'm one of
5: the cutters from Breaking Away. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know what that is.
4: <laughs>
2: it's a bicycling movie. Mm. Long yeah. story. Yeah. Um, great to have you here, Gene. It's great to be here. How were things in uh, North Hollywood, California? Oh man, how aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> ah, sure. Um, did you guys have a fun? Did you guys have a fun Halloween holiday?
3: Well. uh... I had one of my patented Halloween observations I thought I would share.
2: Oh, I'd love to hear a uh, Halloween observation. I've been observation. looking around. We're it rep- seems to happen about the same
3: time <laughs> yeah. every year around the 1st of November. <laughs> uh, have you guys noticed that women's Halloween costumes are always sexy versions of something like sexy cop or sexy cat? I mean, what's next? Sexy mailbox? I, I just, had you. I know that's astute, and you guys probably hadn't heard that. Yeah, from that, everyone. That probably
5: is next. Yeah. Now that you mention
4: it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean with the because because it tracks with the regular, and there you. We, I've seen a lot of regular mailboxes. Yeah,
5: <laughs> so. standard
3: unfuckable mailboxes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like everybody just goes on that jag every Halloween
2: about. I know. I feel like this is this. We're we're basically at year ten of this.
3: Yeah, I say at this point we've all observed this. Yeah. Why not just enjoy the sluttiness? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Did what, Were you slutty something? Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, you're pretty sensual just in general. Sure. I think our lady sl- listeners will agree. We're not slutty. And some of our gay male listeners, uh, sure. uh, if I remember correctly.
3: Sure. But no, I won't just give it up, you know? You're not easy? Uh, no. I'm a, I am can be a tease. Really? Yeah, if I don't get what I want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? <laughs> I um uh I feel like we I have gotten to the point uh, in my life where I no longer participate in Halloween, which is aided and abetted by the fact that uh, for some reason uh I we get literally zero trick or treaters. I have not had a trick or treater here in Los Angeles in the four years that i've lived here and i do not understand it at all before i just thought it was because i lived in what you might call an urban neighborhood uh but now i live in basically exactly the kind of neighborhood that in my mind children would be targeting for trick-or-treating like where like yeah,
3: this is where you're getting full-sized bars yeah like
2: where you go to one like you go to your neighborhood but then you're like when you're 10 you and you've got a plan you're like, "Oh, but this is the neighborhood we've got to hit." Sure. Because it's like all like it's all see, sort I of like upper people. middle class yeah. white people and many of them have kids and many of them don't and seem like, you know, there's a lot of like 38-year-old gay couples. That's who you want to get candy from. Sure. Cuz they they like kids but they don't have them.
3: I bet there's some house where every 10th kid gets an iPod shuffle.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody handing out nanos right now.
5: Man, What are we doing here? We should be trick or treating in yeah, this neighborhood. Guys. Oh my gosh! Is
2: that? A... Let's
3: put our shoes on our feet. Grab some pillowcases. I heard a radio ad. Between adver- the shoes.
2: I heard a radio advertisement for going trick or treating in the mall.
5: Is that a real thing? Yeah, that's a thing.
3: I th- yeah, Gene. You. Uh, well, I don't know. You growing up in uh, in North Hollywood. Where did you trick or treat?
5: No, I did, well, I didn't grow up in North Hollywood, I grew up in Sherman Oaks. Oh, Just excuse, to be clear. Excuse me. Yes.
2: <laughs> Point of clarification. A subtle, I feel like I huge just called geographical a, Sunni difference. a Shia. Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I grew up in Sherman Oaks, which was a great trick-or-treating neighborhood. Oh, um, I
3: bet Sherman Oaks has a lot of like uh, dad who goes all out and makes haunted house in the garage. Yeah,
5: and like a lot of full candy bar distributions and the people who leave the bowl of candy that suggests please take one, oh, which yeah. Come on! I know <laughs> you're
3: taking two or three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: at least. Uh, but uh, I did the mall thing actually one year with a friend, and uh, was that it like, was pretty bountiful?
3: Was that pre? Was that a pre-game or was that your whole trick or treating experience at the mall?
5: Pre-game, like like did you go to it well, was that first, like a warm up? Then oh. yeah. yeah, I mean this was earlier like this you, afternoon. This yeah. before <laughs> you, like <laughs> like,
3: like you, before you go out, like you pre-game at your house by sniffing glue
5: oh right 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 yeah you get you get trashed and then yeah you go to the mall yeah first you huff and then you stuff that's what they say (laughs) stuff your bag full of candy yeah the mall is good if for going like for uh you can do multiple laps at the mall oh oh, i see yeah
3: you st- well, you probably you go to the costume shop, buy a new costume. I and then you do know another,
5: no another you round. same costume. Whereas you can't pull that. And I tried that in my own neighborhood once, and <laughs> <laughs> the savvy adults like, oh, you again.
2: Um, I it occurs to me now that uh, you
3: again, nude Charles Manson. <laughs> Maybe I should have picked a less conspicuous <laughs> yeah, costume. It
2: seems a little bit too bold. Um, I I think I actually did have a couple of trick, or, trick or treaters over the years, but I think they were all surly. Teenagers, yeah. But I was at the point where we had bought candy because my wife won't, Teresa won't let me not buy candy. Sure, just because she just believes in the power of uh, holidays and love.
3: And if somebody does come, you'll probably like give them like free promo books that you get for yeah uh, <laughs> for potential interviews. That was
2: my plan: just handing out advanced <laughs> readers' copies of of the new Salman Rushdie novel. <laughs> um, uh. It, and so we have candy and so even when like a 15-year-old comes to your door and he's just wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt <laughs> uh I was just grateful just absolutely grateful. Yeah. Jordan did you did you get did you get you, you lived in uh you lived in in West Hollywood uh for several th- uh halloween uh,
3: yeah, st- still do uh yeah no i have not in my whole time being in la and i was in i was in silver lake for a while uh no trick-or-treaters there and yeah in my whole time in west hollywood and not a single one
2: i feel like that should be public information you should be you should when you are applying to rent a place you should know whether it's trick-or-treat friendly
3: sure yeah it should be in the on in the lease
2: like, i want to uh, see the little kids in their funny costumes uh, i feel like i'm getting cheated
3: uh, you know where you go? Uh, you go like in the um, Hasidic neighborhoods.
2: Really? Yeah. Buy that's... a house there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do Do Hasids celebrate Halloween? I don't know.
3: I was, uh, but that's in my little bit of. Then what is this advice based on? <laughs> uh, this is based on me driving through a Hasidic neighborhood on the way here, and you're like, I bet lots they trick or treating. Okay.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I feel like when I drive through a Hasidic neighborhood here in Los Angeles, and there there are a couple of them. Um, it's really, it's really disconcerting to me, not so much because you see, you know, like men with forelocks and that kind of thing, but rather because you see, uh, people in public just walking down the street, like not in a store or a mall. You
3: see families with strollers.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like participating in public life, talking to other people Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk, Walking around. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's just because they can't drive a car right now. Because it's Saturday. (laughs) That's what it's about. Um, Eating
3: gross lemon cookies. Something else they're doing. Wait, is that something that Hasids do? I don't know. I feel like every time I go to a, uh, a Hasidic bakery... Uh-huh. Uh, Do they're they just have the, eating lemon cookies? They have, uh, no, I feel uh, like I get a cookie. I'm like, God, all this shit tastes like lemon. It's I like, don't mean to call it shit. Well, I don't mean to sound religiously intolerant, but I feel like all that stuff tastes like lemon. And it's gross.
2: Is it? How would you compare it? Well, I've spoken ill of Mexican bakeries on the program before, okay. and someone someone called in, somebody emailed me the other day uh, about. I, I spoke talked about this four or five months ago. I got nothing but positive feedback, uh, but this guy this guy emails me. He says, "Well, what about empanadas?" Yeah, I'm talking about Mexican bakeries, not Salvadorian bakeries. Give me a break! Jeez, what an idiot! They do have some empanadas in Mexico, but it's not a regular thing at a Mexican bakery. You're talking about those shitty mealy sugar cookies. That's what you're looking at in a Mexican pan bakery. Pan dulce. Oh God, Something. pan dulce. God, it's gross. So fucking gross.
3: Yeah, the Hasids and the Mexicans can all get together in a big boat <laughs> and eat a bunch of gross cookies.
2: <laughs> and I won't be there. I hope they have a but lot But I hope
3: of... the boat comes back safe. I really do. <laughs> well, I <laughs> hope it doesn't
2: sink. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesseco. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
3: Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am
2: big time Gene O'Neill. Great to have big time Gene O'Neill back here, huh? Yep. And just in the nick of time, because I have received a package. Jordan, I have received a package.
3: You don't want to hear about your mail order insulin, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) You're a diabetic, big deal.
2: I gotta deal with my diabetes. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um look at this. Look at this lovely card I, I, I received. It looks like some 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 England, like London, England or something like that. Um <laughs> uh, JJ Go. Mm. That's me and you, but I'm also gonna include you in it, uh, Gene. Thank you. Um
3: the G in Go is for Gene. <laughs>
2: I'm glad <laughs> that our sadness could be your gladness. Good luck. Giants. Oh, thanks, Kendall. Kendall sent us a nice box. And guess what's inside the box, my friend? Oh,
3: this is in response to something we talked about uh, last week, where we talked about uh, um, the people from Philadelphia, because they lost to the Giants, should send us some Philadelphian delicacies. And
2: again, I think this is, it's in the tradition of often when two teams meet in the Super Bowl, the World Series, the playoffs, the Mayors will make a friendly wager. Uh, offering one of their signature products if uh, uh if the other team wins um and receiving one of the other team's city's uh signature products if their team wins I miss the days when mayors would bet each other's
5: lives <laughs> I know
2: <laughs> yeah. it was a lot more exciting then yeah. um or their or their signature supervillains um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like a, like a Lex Luthor
3: Yeah like when gotham fought <laughs> metropolis in the super bowl
2: yeah exactly
3: lex luther v joker
2: um now here's the thing my san francisco there's two issues with this in for us one is that my san francisco giants uh, are big time underdogs and have been in each of their series and so I don't feel comfortable making a one to one bet. As much as I love the Giants, and as amazing as this run Just has been, not s- not smart. It's gambling. not smart money. No, it's not smart money. And if there's anything I know, it's gambling. Sure. So, <laughs> number one, I'm not making any one to one bets. And also, speaking of one to one bets, uh, I am one person, and we have tens of thousands of listeners. So my concern is there
3: a famous podcaster from Houston? Is that
4: who? Uh, well,
2: here's the thing. I, should, I could or, and should have bet with our friend Mike Schmidt, mm. uh, who, while he is not from Philadelphia, uh, grew up a Phillies fan because uh, he shared a name with a guy who, when he first found out about him, was in the minor leagues, but went on to become one of the greatest third basemen of all time, uh, Mike Schmidt, who played his whole career with the Phillies. So Mike is a genuinely a huge Phillies fan. Um, and for a great reason, I think. I think that's re- that's really neat. I think it's neat that he, he first heard about him and decided to become a Phillies fan when he was like a little kid, and uh, Mike Schmidt was in the minor leagues in the late seventies. Um, but uh, we we didn't get that together. I should have gotten that together.
3: Oh well, I, mean, I was talking about for this World Series. For the World Series, I Is don't there, know. Who, I don't know who, who are the Giants who, are playing. Houston. Do they have podcasts in Texas? I don't know.
2: I know they have brush that needs clearing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know that from our last president. They have roads. They do have roads. I'm reasonably confident of that. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been to Texas, and I don't remember any podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see any when I was there. Yeah. Well, I. so anyway, I guess it's possible that there's a Houstonian out there who's a big Texas Rangers fan. No, a uh, Dallas-er. <laughs> Is that what a person from Dallas? Dallaser, is called? Yeah. A Dalation? A dalation. Dalmatian. There's a, there may be a Dalmatian out there. A Dullard. Um, who is uh, from Dallas and wants to bet me. Uh, but my concern is uh, there's too many listeners, and we don't know who the podcasters are who are from there. Right? I mean, we just don't know. Sure. That's just the reality there's of the situation. There's no way to find there's out. There's no either. way to find out where people are from. You can't just type in what podcasters are from Dallas into
5: iTunes. Can we Google, where are people from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a good
5: solution. Oh, after
3: that, uh, can you uh, Google, what is this? Because I've been wondering that for a while.
2: Um, so I, so this is the solution that I came up with for this problem. Where, and it is a where problem. Where be food? Um, the, the solution is that if the Giants win... Uh, the team that the Giants defeat, the people of that city who listen to our program, send me their signature product. And if their team wins, I do nothing. I just drop it. Um, and luckily, <laughs> so far, the Giants, the Giants have, have won, and uh, the Giants just beat the Phillies in the National League Championship Series. Uh, and Philadelphia's signature product, of course, is Tasty Cakes, uh, the regional delicious uh, snack cake uh made by the tasty cake corporation and only available and popular in philadelphia where i'm guessing they just don't have any better choices um so we got this whole box thanks to kendall we got a whole box of tasty cakes on top were a couple of uh chew it's peanut chews uh that's a bite-sized chewy pieces loaded with peanuts um that's distributed by Just Born Incorporated of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, Philadelphia, of course, is uh, a city in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, so that <laughs> makes a lot of sense.
3: Nothing fishy so far. And we got these Tasty <laughs> Cakes. Our story stacks up. <laughs> yeah.
2: We got these Tasty Cakes. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. We got peanut butter candy cakes. Hey, I'm, and I'm already on board with that. I should clarify, Tasty Cake is spelled with a K. Um, and so is candy and cakes. Sure. Uh, because
3: this is the uh, it was originally started by members of the KKK. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, we got of course some. Oh look at this! We got some jelly crimpets. <laughs> so that's great. Sounds like a disease. Um, I guess a jelly crimpet. This is a this these are sort of how would you describe what that is? Well, it's just a crimpet, right? I Everybody, didn't know, knows I didn't know what a crimpet, crimpet was. A is. Yeah,
3: I mean, add you know, imagine a crimpet and just add jelly. It's right. Pretty.
2: And, of course, we also have butterscotch crimpets here. Mm -hmm. Um, Which
3: crimpet are you most excited about, Jesse?
2: I'm most excited about the butterscotch crimpet. I'll tell you why. Uh, I I had to give up chocolate because of my migraines, Mm -hmm. and uh, now I'm really into butterscotch and caramel because they're the
5: most chocolate-like things that aren't chocolate. Man, I didn't have to give up chocolate for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Hey, Gene, high five. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
5: Jordan...
3: Can you eat Carob? Not that carob is Well, can close. I eat carob <laughs> yeah, or would wondered, I
2: eat carob? Sure. Can you? I can eat carob. And in fact, I will from time to time eat a di Cutie, which I believe is made with carob. Okay. Uh, but they do a good job of disguising the carob in that di sure. Cutie. Uh, I find a Tofutti Cutie to be actually a pretty tasty snack, uh, despite the fact that I'm in general against both uh, uh, things made of tofu that shouldn't be and also uh, things made of carob.
3: Yeah, no. Tofu Cutie does a good job. Yeah, that's a pretty Simulating tasty treat, an ice right? cream sandwich.
2: Yeah. Um, and hey, guess what? I've got good news for you guys because we've also got some cream-filled chocolate cupcakes. Mm. Cream-filled chocolate cupcakes. I feel like we should try these and chew them loudly into the microphones. Oh, right?
3: now you're talking. Yeah.
2: So what? What do you guys for,
3: for a long period of time? Oh, I want to try the peanut butter one
2: first. You want to try the peanut butter? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's some peanut butter candy cakes for you, Gene. Do you want to try a what kind of? Cream- I'll do the chocolate. Okay. I'm gonna hand you this chocolate. Um, Jordan, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to go first here as we open these up. Right. Are, uh, I'm so happy. It's so nice of Kendall to send us these. And um, I think some other people may actually have emailed me that they're sending them. So pretty soon I'm going to be in the Pee Wee Christmas special. There's this scene where he keeps getting uh, he keeps getting fruitcakes in the mail. Mm-hmm. And then he has these uh, big, almost naked muscle men building an addition to his house out of fruitcakes. Um, I think I may be building an addition to my house out of Tasty Cakes. This is solid. Yeah. What? It, what now you're having the c- caramel crimpet. Uh,
3: no, this is the peanut butter. Oh, peanut candy butter cake.
2: I'm having butterscotch crimpet.
4: Okay.
2: Um, how's that candy cake? I'm sorry. You don't. You don't need to speak into the microphone when your mouth is full. That's the last thing we want to do. Yeah.
3: God forbid. Um, yeah. It's good. It's just a little. Uh, it's a little cake. It's got a little uh, spread of peanut butter on top. Not too much. Covered in chocolate. Solid.
2: Are you, at, are you at all, and be honest with me, are you at all disappointed that no one has offered to send us any Philly cheesesteaks?
3: Oh, yeah. I was gonna maybe even going to ask about that. What would be the best way to transport a Philly cheesesteak? In you... my stomach. Yeah, right?
2: That's a, that's probably the best. What's
3: the best way to get a Philly cheesesteak from uh, the world to the toilet?
5: Gene, <laughs> <laughs> how's your chocolate cupcake? It's really good. It's like yep. a uh, a hostess. Cupcake, but doesn't have the chemical y aftertaste. Really? Yeah. Well, like they it. claim to be baked fresh. Yeah, it tastes like it's baked and not yeah, like a gelatin.
3: Yeah, or... right. Yeah. But the, the hostess cupcake seems like it was molded somehow
4: out of, <laughs> you
2: know. I, I'm gonna try. Do you mind if I try my crimp it here? No. Do yeah. you think this is do you think this is at all related to crumping?
4: Oh, mm.
2: Gene's <laughs> knocking my entire bookshelf over.
3: Thought uh yeah, well, I mean, take a bite and see if it makes you okay. want to crump. Or clown dance. Mm. He's doing it! Oh my god! He's doing a perfect crump dance! Uh-oh. Oh, no, he's just having an epileptic seizure.
2: Should have called the ambulance. Wow, this really sticks in your craw. <laughs> this
3: is crumpet. You mean in a good way, right?
4: No, eh, it's not, not bad. In that, not
3: in that Obamacare way, right?
4: <laughs> like that
2: sticks in your craw. This is a pretty good crumpet. I mean... I don't know how I, how it would rank among the best crimpets I've ever had in my life. Certainly, I mean I haven't been to Paris, for example, <laughs> um,
3: but uh, it is a pretty great crimpet. Fuck, man! I want a glass of milk real bad.
2: Yeah, I'm dying over that here.
5: That would ah, okay. got milk. Right, guys?
2: Well, we'll be back in just a second. Uh, fully hydrated with milk mm. uh, on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
1: <laughs>
2: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio. Sweetheart. Jordan Morris,
5: boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Oh,
2: joining us on the television, Jordan, look. Telephone. Telephone. Mm. Telephone. And on the television. Mm. Both on the telephone and
5: on the television,
2: presuming you're watching local news in the Bay Area. Um, Or CNN. Or CNN. (laughs) Excellent. Our very good friend Ashkond Varan, a.k.a. Ashkond the Rapper... Um, A.K.A. A-
0: A- 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 ASCOM, the hot tub and king.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The HTK. <laughs> no doubt about it. Joining us from the San Francisco Bay Area, where, as I understand it, he is enjoying uh, Madison Bumgarner and the San Francisco Giants.
4: Oh, in-
0: oh God. I was almost enjoying a double play until uh, we Sanchez just threw the ball wide and we didn't get the double play. And now there's
2: a runner on first and one out. Yeah, that's Stupid true. Stupid Jonathan Sanchez, am I right, Jordan? Yeah. Also,
3: Freddy, super, Freddy, super Freddy, dedicated listener. Oh, Freddy
2: Sanchez. Fred, super yeah. Jonathan Sanchez Jonathan is the starting pitcher. Yesterday yeah. <laughs>
3: I was going to say, super dedicated listeners should uh, figure out when that play happened and then do the math to figure out at what
0: time we were recording this. Yeah, dedicated yeah. listeners or perhaps uh, a
2: lot of time on their hands. Yeah, or a little bit of both. A little sure. bit of both. Frankly, if you don't have a lot of time on your hands, why are you listening to Jordan Jesse Go? Shouldn't you be doing something productive? Um, Ashkon, it's great to have you back on the show. It's I, great I, to be here. I've gotten, so Gene, you met Ashkon when we were in college, right? I think I knew of Ashkon. You had heard rumors of Ashkon. <laughs> no, yeah, there, there was Is an Ash there a third man in the booth? Yeah, there's a third man. That's big time Gene
5: O'Neill.
0: Gene O'Neill, what's happening?
5: What's happening, Ashcon? Uh, not a mucho, not a mucho. <laughs> that's uh- not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> what did you hear? I heard you were up to mucho.
4: <laughs>
5: they didn't elaborate beyond that
2: yeah um so ashcon my e- my email inbox started filling up with ashcon related emails um what are we looking at a week and a half ago two weeks ago now about two two and a half weeks ago um tell tell me why it was
0: um i presume you're you're talking about the uh the uh
2: Night when you fucked four women.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> a row. that, that one hit the tabloids really hard a couple, two and a half weeks ago. Is that what you got forwarded?
2: Yeah, they, they, I kept, people kept sending me that article from the Daily Star, Persian R. Kelly, beds four.
0: Yes! Sorry, we, uh, we just turned a double play after not turning the double play before, and now we're out of the inning, and now I can devote good attention to the uh, J.J. Go fans and you.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Ashkan. Yeah. So you made you made a you made a San Francisco Giants song for internet.
0: Yes, I, I did. I made I made a song and a video, uh, a rally cry for the San Francisco Giants, if you will. It's a, a reinterpretation of "Journeys Don't Stop Believing," uh, sung, sung from the heart, and uh, and it's a, the video is a lot of fun. So I put that together uh, like two and a half weeks ago. And we put it on the uh, the old interwebs and uh, and the people spoke, and the people shared it and and it 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 got spread around a little bit
2: now we're talking we're talking just to put you guys in perspective of what we're talking about with our friend Ashcon here. It's now up to one and a half million views. Um, I believe uh, I heard that you had a conversation with the president of the San Francisco Giants, Larry Bear, about it.
0: I, yeah, yeah, a, a couple of different conversations with him. It, <laughs> it, shit got really major really fast. It was pretty <laughs> nuts.
2: Um, Larry Bear once gave me a quad de candlestick uh, for making a speech in support of Pacific Bell Park at a supervisor's meeting. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's not as good as World Series tickets, though. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs>
3: hey, yeah, Ashkahn. That, for, those are pretty awesome. For, for those who may not have seen the video, uh, can you just maybe t- talk about how you changed the journey Don't Stop Believing lyrics to support the Giants? I, sure, I feel like I can't sure. picture it right
0: now. Sure. Um, well, you know, obviously best would be to just just check it out, but uh, let's see if I can do an on-the-fly explanation of where we go. So, um, there's the line in the original, uh Everybody Wants a Thrill right? Sure. Now this line was kind of the inspiration of the whole remake because my favorite Giants player growing up was Will the Thrill Clark.
2: AKA Newsler because that was his real middle name. Right, Nush. The Nush.
0: <laughs> um so yeah. So everybody wants a thrill. I kinda heard a little Will the Thrill in my head and I said, Oh my god, this could be really Kind of hilarious and also really like a really heartfelt tribute that, you know, has to be a little bit funny because to be that dramatic about it and and have it be the sports remake of Don't Stop Believing. It was just fun. It was fun. Now, so, now uh,
2: unlike a Gene O'Neill, I myself am not a huge fan of the Journey song Don't Stop Believing right, or right. wasn't. Until <laughs> That un- episode of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about that. Sorry. Um, until I learned that Steve Perry, who apparently is a huge Giants fan, uh, complained to the Dodgers management that they were playing Don't Stop Believing" in support of the Dodgers because he's a Giants fan and hates the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, that did happen. I heard about that myself.
2: It really makes you want to believe in something.
0: It does it does a little bit
2: um so, so you you said were you actually on cnn ashcon
0: they, they had the yeah they had the video and we're talking about it on their like little repeat news section for a while when they went to the sports they had it was it was circulating it was pretty amazing
3: have you heard from any members of journey you've obviously heard from the giants has anyone from journey contacted you
0: um i reached out to some some (laughs) members of journey and some publishers after the thing got really really big um i did have uh contact with one of the members and then i've kind of relayed some messages through the giants contact uh uh to to steve and some of his people but you know we've we've been in like loose communication overall uh Overall, I think they think it's, it's fun, and it's in good fun, and they're kind of riding with it.
3: So they're not going to try and destroy you financially.
0: At least not until the Giants win it all, because they're all <laughs> Giants fans. So they might just be using my good luck charm to ride it out to the end, oh, and yeah. then they're going to sue me.
5: Is there a chance you could replace the Japanese Steve Perry that's currently the lead singer of Journey? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, I don't know, but Jim Rome suggested that on his show. You could
5: grow your hair long, and you could be the the Persian Steve Perry?
0: Maybe. It, it was hilarious. Ro- Rome, like, the, a few days after the video dropped, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think Jim Rome, sometimes when he gets going, it's really hilarious. And I've always, like... Uh, kind of done an impersonation of him with my friends on assorted different topics.
2: Jim Rome is a sports talk radio and television host who's known for his sort of his gravelly voice and his almost comical, often comical intensity on various subjects. He's sort of like, if you imagine the stereotypical sports talk guy and then multiply that by six, that's pretty much Jim Rome, right? You, like you, a Rush Limbaugh of sports?
0: That's a solid explanation of him. Yeah, he talks about everything like this yeah he makes everything really serious
3: Ashkan, have you so thought about maybe point. recruiting some steve perry's of other races and then maybe you could all just sing on stage with journey and be like the steve perry's from around the world
0: or
2: like the 12 huge
3: but men now here's the judged.
0: question would i represent the american version or the persian version
3: I guess I mean I guess that depends if you can find a guy actually from a Persian who's like was born and raised in a Persian nation. Right. I think otherwise, by default, you're the Persian. I think right.
5: Steve Perry is the American version of Steve Perry. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, him.
3: <laughs> You'll just... have to wear like a like a comical Persian outfit too, like and have a snake that you charm at the end of the song. So now
0: come on, that, now come on, Jordan, that's just offensive. So Con... that's, just, that's just in bad taste. Yeah, I, I apologize. Wait, 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 Con... What do you want me to do next? Uh, fly on a rug. I, I mean, it would be, be, I be on a rug it, in the video. I would like
2: you to do that. I mean, it would be cool. People, oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to build nuclear weapons. Yeah, <laughs> sure. is that is that lying about nuclear
5: weapons? <laughs> trying to conquer the meads.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Hanging
4: gardens. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are really
2: enjoying that joke a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, so, he sure was. So, Ashkan, I have to ask you a really important question. As you know, I'm I'm a native of San Francisco. Yes, um, no. the, we talked
0: about the Giants, I think, on your show a couple of years ago at some point. We were talking about folks like Candy Maldonado.
2: Sure, we did We did have a nice Candy Maldonado convo.
0: Candy Maldonado is a great word. Great, <laughs> it has a good ring to it. Candy Maldonado. Everyone just say Candy Maldonado one time on three. One, two, three.
4: Candy, Candy Maldonado. Maldonado. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels really nice. It's, it's
0: real sweet. I got a half chub. <laughs> so, so anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry to cut you off there. Um,
2: now you you are not a you are not a native San Franciscan. You're from the East Bay, so I am. so tell me about how you how you came to uh, love the Giants so much that you recorded a song for them. I mean the intent the rivalry between the Giants and the A's is a relatively muted one. It's right. generally mutually supportive. But at the same time, it surprised me to see you in a Giants uniform when I'm used to seeing you, or in a Giants jersey and hat, when I'm used to seeing you in, say, a Warriors hat.
0: Right, right. Um, Well, that's, you know, pretty much just passed down from from my pops. He was a big Giants Niners guy. So, you know, here uh, here in the East Bay, there's often some supporters of the Giants and Niners, and it's usually... Usually familial ties. So my dad was a big Giants guy, uh, so I was I was kind of raised Giants guy.
2: So were were you rooting for the Giants like in in the 1989 Bay Bridge World Series? Oh yeah, big time, big time. Good for you, Ashkon. That really means a lot to me. <laughs>
0: a lot to me that it means a lot
2: to you uh it was a really rough time for me because my dad was an a's fan and uh the a's swept the giants in four games uh, um and it really uh, uh my dad really lorded it over me for the next probably well he's never stopped lording it over me i would say now I was why
0: a, was your dad an
2: my a's fan my dad was from kansas city
4: oh wow. my dad grew That's up in kansas deep.
2: city yeah and then he he went to uc berkeley um, and lived in the East Bay for, for quite some time, so Got that's to. how he... He also lorded over that earthquake, destroying your city. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so, Ashcon, what's the coolest thing that's happened as a result of this one and a half million views?
0: Um, just uh, lots and lots of sexual relations. <laughs>
2: ah, sure. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm, guessing,
3: kidding. I'm guessing that uh, sports-themed parody songs oh. doesn't exactly... Uh, Bring well, in the pee like you might think. How do
2: you how do you think you get into the pants of one Giants left fielder Pat Burrow? <laughs> I stand corrected.
0: Exactly. Um no but but on the on the serious tip, there has been some pretty pretty hilarious, awesome moments. Um I, this is one I kinda liked. I was out front of uh of Giant Stadium and uh and uh I, we see James Hetfield. This is a, one of the World Series games. James Hetfield, the lead singer of Metallica. And he's like a couple of guys away, you know. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm with my friend, and I said hey, I was like, hey, that's, that's James Hetfield. And he was like, yeah, that is James Hetfield. And we were both kind of looking at him and scoping him out. And, uh, and right at that moment, four girls come up and go, oh, my God, are you Ashcon? <laughs> wow. Wow.
4: Hey.
0: And I was like, wow, that just happened. That was really crazy um one other good one was there was uh they gave me a little welcome on the jumbotron at the game it said the giants welcome Ashcon and the crowd cheered that was kind of a heart warmer
2: oh that's fantastic um so that was cool are you thinking about going into this full time because our friend jim real the master of would you rather for about two years was a semi-professional A's drummer he and his friends started playing the drums in the outfield at A's games, and they eventually ended up in a in a series of commercials for the A's, in which they talk to like two thousand circa 2002 A's players, like your um, your Eric Chavez is and... right.
3: Or alternately, are you thinking about recording a uh, fight song for the San Jose Sharks? <laughs>
0: I, I have been talked to about that, which is hilarious. Wait, have you actually? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, not not per se by the organization, but, but like but crazy people, people on the street. A lot of people have been like, "Hey, you got to do one for the Sharks, and <laughs> you got to do one for the Warriors." You know, whatever.
2: Well, you um, did do you did a Warriors song I, last year. Kind of, I kind of did. Yeah, it was a winner too. Yeah. Well, Ashcon, thank you for taking time out of your busy World Series watching schedule to uh, talk with us about your newfound internet fame. Absolutely. Excuse absolutely. me. Excuse me. Your newfound additional internet uh-huh. fame, in addition to being one of the most popular Jordan Jesse Go guests of all time on a consistent uh, basis.
0: Hey, thanks so much. I wanted to say also real quick, um, just to the, to the listeners at Jordan Jesse Go, I've actually had a lot of folks from the show that have contacted me, and they've all just said really cool things and it's cool just the community that you guys have um they're 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 cool folks so you know i just want to thank them for that and uh you know yeah they can feel free to drop me a line i'm a personable dude
2: ashcon is is the best url for us to send people to still myspace.com slash ashcon1
0: we got to get out of there we got to get
2: out of there (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) um the uh Probably uh, facebook.com slash Ashcon Music. That's my fan page. And Ashkon um, is
2: spelled A-S-H-K-O-N.
0: Yeah, and then music, all one word. Um, that's the fan page. They can also you know, drop me a line on the personal page, too. That's facebook.com slash ashkond.
2: Okay, well, um, let's, let's hear Ashcon's, uh version of uh, Don't Stop Believing featuring numerous references to the San Francisco Giants.
0: Let's have fun with that. Thanks, you guys. It was cool to talk to you.
1: Trying to do the best I can But these last three four years Have made it hard But I had faith and I had hope And thankfully the Padres chose
2: It's Jordan, Jesse
5: Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. It's great to have you back on the show, Gene. It's so nice to be here and see you guys. Is it really nice? It is. It's too bad this is the only way we interface anymore, but... Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I
2: I miss the gay stuff, too. (laughs) Yeah. You did
5: come
3: to my work that one time to uh, get my free copy of Fallout from me. I did,
5: <laughs> man. When there was something in it for me, <laughs> I'm there. You couldn't have been there faster. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, how are things going for you, Gene? You're continuing to work in the entertainment industry on the re- in the world of reality television. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, <laughs> you're the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Bachelorette.
4: Mm, I just zinged you because dude. of his
2: vagina. Ouch um yeah. how's it going for you otherwise i feel
5: like i feel like we we never get to talk anymore no are you guys interested in anecdotes oh yeah <laughs> is there a is there room for that i'd rather you not share
2: any anecdotes um oh. i'm what i about, prefer just factoids
5: what about vague pleasantries oh. yeah sure how about my harrison ford impression then <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'd love that yeah um sure sure i I'd, I'd enjoy a nice anecdote what's this anec what's the subject of this anecdote all
5: right the subject of this anecdote is uh is romantic a romantic a romantic romance mm. is the subject oh uh, that sounds nice let out, me guess can, can you i do guess? one that's uh health and fitness <laughs> <laughs> where
3: that's the subject
5: yeah let's change this to a health and fitness symposium
2: <laughs> can i guess what your anecdote is i because i already got a clue so okay. i think i can do it yeah go for it um it's romantic, right? yes. I'm guessing that you got a an empty Chianti bottle, and you put a candle in there and let all the wax drip all over the bottle, and then that's all I got.
5: Yeah. Now my room has a decoration. <laughs> you know your room is decorated. <laughs> oh, and you got those Sweet Nightmare Before Christmas posters, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a little, uh, little theme
4: in there now.
3: Yeah
2: jordan come on he's not into nightmare before christmas anymore he's into morrissey now
3: oh sorry
2: um sorry about that gene so a romantic story i like to hear a nice romantic story yeah
5: okay so um working in reality tv i have like a new job every three months because that's how long it takes to wrap a reality show and once that's over you're on your own and uh, so I worked. There's at this... not a
3: pension plan. Yeah, no. <laughs> they,
5: yeah, they they're not interested in all in securing you your next job. You have to like scramble every three months. Every time you have to fight Richard Hatch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For that
2: gold parachute, <laughs> That Gold
3: Reality TV parachute.
5: So I worked at this one show where uh, there was this girl who uh, who was like a producer, and I was like, you know, <laughs> someone much lower on the rung, like in a, a an AP. And, uh, no, we never had any professional interaction. Um, so, like, I never had, uh, you know, any way to, like, talk to her or, you know, impress her in any way. So
3: you were just in, like, different parts of the building working on different stuff. I would
5: sometimes see her, and then I could, all I could do was just kind of, like, momentarily, like, lust for her, and that was all I could do. And to clarify, AP
2: is Associated Press. It's a group of newspapers that yeah. share pool stories
5: uh, over the wire.
3: It's actually alternative press. It's a music magazine focusing on metal and emo. Sure, yeah. It's all this.
5: Uh, in, this in this business, it means uh, associate producer, which just means, like, a, a writer's assistant. But uh, I didn't work, you know, under her. So anyway, uh, then I'm at this new but ju- you, But you would have liked to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what, you know what, what I mean? Yeah. She, she'd, be a, she'd be a nice boss. <laughs> oh, like in sex. Oh right, no, no. Oh, I just meant work-wise, man. I you did, know,
3: there's had to introduce
5: a prurian element.
3: There's a sexual position uh, called woman on top. No, which I thought that was a reference to
2: Jordan. Hm. That's not. No, that's just a Dolly Parton movie. Oh. <laughs> 9 to
3: five. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a song in
4: nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I bet, so. called
3: called ride that cock. <laughs>
5: I know. I've seen the musical.
4: Uh, Uh,
5: All right. So then I I start this new job and it turns out she's working there, which just like doesn't you know, that kind of never happens that you're going to sometimes you see people from other places. But I just like, man, what are the odds? Like, you know, this girl that I had a crush on now, she's at this new place and it's kind of a more intimate building. I'm still like don't have any you know reason to professionally interact with her, but we do start crossing points in the kitchen a lot you mm. know which i have like oh. 30 like, seconds to be clever. Which, yeah, usually means it's, what, it's, yeah. it's all you need. Yeah, but it's you know like oh why do they call them everything bagels or right, <laughs> <don't really laughs> have everything on them. I don't them. see any doritos in <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> they really only have bagel toppings on them.
3: Yeah. So what so like what kinds of like do you guys both have a similar time you get coffee or do you both bring your lunch and prepare it at the same time so why are
5: you in there at the same time just to be i I basically just went into the kitchen like every 15 minutes (laughs) you know (laughs) like getting coffee or pretending to get a snack and you know
2: in an effort to meet the see the girl avoid
5: work both both yeah serve the dual purpose of avoiding work and
2: it just just for our, so our audience knows, at one point uh Gene did buy a deli-style meat slicer so he could go into the kitchen and have something to do. <laughs> Slicing a honey-baked ham. Yeah, I tried to make that my job. Yeah. <laughs> you, you even had those you even had those t-shirts printed up that said "Ham
5: Man." Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so you're in the kitchen.
3: Uh seeing this lady,
5: no, okay, like so I'm <clears throat> trying to you know get the courage to ask her out, but it's like, okay, she's a producer, and I'm like you know below a producer, and in reality t v it's it's a very incestuous you know profession, like anyone who's married or dating is married or dating somebody else in reality t v so there's like also then the strict class system of you know or the cast system, so like, the
2: only exception the, the people are the people who aren't married or dating. Which is to say asexual comedian Paula Poundstone. <laughs> yes,
5: yeah. that's it. She's the only one. Yeah.
2: Celebrity asexual yeah, Paula but Poundstone. It's
5: unspoken that you date within your cast. Oh
2: yeah.
5: well, it,
3: is it is it um is it sexual to where like the, the women date a higher a man of a higher station? Is that does that enter into it? Or is it you date someone of your station? No, that
5: happens. A woman can date up, but okay. Yeah, why would you date down, you know? Because you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Low <laughs> well, self-esteem. All right, well, that, that probably uh, will make thematic sense as this story goes on. Well, How? Gene,
2: I'll, tell, I'll give you one reason why somebody might date down if you were below them on the hierarchical chart. I got several emails from interested lady uh, listeners who saw the video of our marathon show and said, that big-time Gene O'Neill, he's a looker.
5: Well, this might be the time to drop my E harmony profile <laughs> the URL. Uh, all right. So <laughs> you, you received a rank of disharmonious.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't really have an harmony profile. No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to like overcome that because I feel like if I ask her out and then she says no, then there's that awkwardness if we work in the same building and, you know. And
2: she's uh, more important than you on the chain.
5: Right. Uh So, you know, I guess the last like week or so was coming up, like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ask her out this week, you know, and then we're done and no big deal if she says no. And uh, I keep wussing out at like the end of every day and then until finally it's Friday and I'm like, okay, has to be today. Did you have a, what was your plan going into it? Was it like, hey, I, I, I've liked
3: our conversation would you like to get a drink sometime or were you planning on doing the like oh hey me and some friends are getting together if you want to come with like what was your what no was it was, no it was going to be I, just gonna, out, just out. Gonna I was going to take out your flat deck. out yeah, yeah
5: i would just be like does this interest you like I was gonna, <laughs> yeah. put a newspaper over it and <laughs> get a load of this little fella.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would you, uh, perhaps you'd like to reach into my oversized popcorn <laughs> bucket <laughs>
4: i have a
5: friend who's too shy to ask you out (laughs) my twin brother (laughs) um (laughs) you put on a fake mustache for the date (laughs) yeah but then as it turns out she doesn't come into work on that friday oh my god she uh, didn't come in on the last day no well it wasn't her last day it was my last day and uh you know (laughs) also when you work on a reality show like they're always like they're very clear about what your last day is. They don't want you to try to come in. Like, like, <laughs> sure. You guys know this is your last day, right? Like, don't try to come in next week and work and get a paycheck. You know, get a paycheck.
2: Is that something that people might do if they didn't say that? I
5: assume that's happened before because they <laughs> tell us like it was on our like it's crossed our mind that we're gonna try to sneak into work <laughs> and do work, whatever, even though there's nothing to do, and then like fill out a timesheet. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, I kind of I blew that, and then I'm thinking like, all right, well, should I like, I was on Facebook at the time. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I'm thinking like, should I just like, like look her up on Facebook and like, hey, always meant to ask you out, but I'm like that's lame. Like, that's not a good. I feel like you need to have a good story, you right? Know, like a good asked you out on a date story. You don't want to say. Well, he looked. Me, you know, like because I'm thinking, like she's telling her friends how we met, and she's gonna say, like, "Oh, he looked me up on Facebook." That's that's a lame story, right? That isn't
2: a good story. You want to have something exciting, like he, uh, you know, he followed me into a, a corner of a parking garage. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, something with a wearing... little, with a sense <laughs> of
2: excitement. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs>
3: or or like, just pick another website. Always, like I, he I, he really I, liked I, my reviews on City Search. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I always wondered yeah. why he was such a big fan of popcorn,
5: yeah. theatrical style popcorn. Sure. Yeah. And I contacted her LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and asked if she wanted a job dating me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so my plan becomes, all right, I'm just going to go into work on the following Monday and just like pretend like I forgot something there. Uh and then ask her out. So,
2: because this that's a that's a that's quite the scheme that you've developed. Yeah. I think
5: Did I'm... you actually leave something to go get? No, I didn't come up with this until like the weekend until okay. I left. So I like I get a book, <laughs> I stuff it into my pants, <laughs> 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 and it's so like I you know walk into the building and like sure enough my boss is like Yo, Gene what are you doing here? Friday was the last day. I'm like yeah I know I I just forgot a book. And he's like oh okay, and it's so, like I go into the bathroom and like pull the book out of my pants <laughs> <laughs> here it is you know He <laughs> was in my pants the whole time <laughs> yeah. and uh and then but then the problem is is that she is in an editing bay which is just an office where people edit uh with her editor doing her show and i know that when you go into your it's editing kind of dark booth, and private yeah and, when uh, you own your editing bay you're like in there all day so i'm like shit like how am i like i don't want to ask her out in front of the editor you know like how am i going to get her alone so, so can you follow
4: her into cell- the parking garage <laughs> <laughs> with a giant
5: bucket of popcorn? <laughs> because of a knife. Okay. Uh, so, so I like, okay, I think of something to do. And I knock on her door. I go in and I say, uh, you know and I'll change your name here and I say like Beatrice someone just hit your car outside I told them that I would come and get you <laughs> <laughs> And I thought she would I thought her reaction would be like oh really okay you know come down with you but she just like totally freaks out like what oh fuck oh my god no and like <laughs> like throws like her notepad on the ground and like her editor also and her editor is like this big like you know like tattooed kind of like rides a motorcycle guy sort of
2: what you would picture if you think reality show editor
5: yeah when you picture hell's sure. angel type right yeah exactly so we're all walking to the <laughs> elevator <laughs> all we're all walking to the elevator all three of us going downstairs and she's just like huffing and she's like so upset about this she's like this is the third time my car's been hit this month and i'm and i'm like ah, it was really just a ding really just like a scratch and uh and then uh finally like we get downstairs and I'm like okay, uh, full confession. I that was just a ruse to get you to leave the room. Your car didn't get hit. I just wanted to ask you out on a date. And uh, and and then she's like, wait, so my car is okay. (laughs) First and foremost, yeah. Yeah, Like yeah, your car is is the
3: editor still there at this point?
5: Yeah, the editor is still Uh, there. Just yeah, yeah. Is
2: he is he doing the thing where he puts his fist into his open palm and kind of turns it back and forth? He's drawing
5: a line across his neck (laughs) (laughs) and pointing at you. This is you. This is you later. Uh, no, but uh, she uh, she said yes, and she asked me out. Ah! Yeah, hey! pretty good, huh?
2: that's fantastic. Yeah, congratulations,
5: Gene. Did you guys all? Did you laugh about it later? Yeah, we laughed about it later, and she she thought and and uh, she said she like told her friends, and they all thought agreed it was a good yeah. ask him out on a date story. Yeah,
3: maybe sure. Yeah, maybe if she was on the fence, she's like as that was happening, she's like, what a great story.
5: Yeah, see, I I think about about that stuff in advance because I feel like a girl will always tell her friends the story, you know, like, I got this date with this guy. This is how he asked me out. And You just want to provide that. Is that why you're so successful romantically? That that might have something to do with it. Yeah. Probably has everything to do with it. We should
2: explain he's sort of a, big time Gene O'Neill, sort of, would you say, a modern day Casanova?
5: I would say a real Charlie Sheen type. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We did do coke naked in a restaurant bathroom later that night. (laughs) (laughs)
2: What did what did Charlie Sheen get caught doing?
5: Didn't he do two things like two in, over the course of a couple of days? He did two things. He got naked in a restaurant bathroom <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> to do coke.
2: Well, George Jean, you don't have to What do you mean for some reason? <laughs> yeah. He had an allergic reaction to some medication. Oh, sure.
5: Right, yeah. And then the other one was locking a hooker in his hotel. And then closet. he locked a hooker in his No, I think she locked herself in the closet. Oh, because he was dangerous. Yeah, and he was, like, refusing to pay or something like that. No,
2: as I understand it, she called another hooker.
5: Because she won't, what, she ordered a hooker for herself? <laughs> she's
4: yeah.
3: like, man, I really
5: need to decompress. <laughs> After this whole
3: Charlie Sheen thing that's I still need, going on right now.
2: I, she's like, I don't really need sex, but I do need someone who's there to listen. I sure. just want to talk. Yeah, yeah, I just want to talk. Um, I, I. It's kind of amazing to me that Charlie Sheen can still have his own television show, right?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess especially, especially the surprising thing about it is that this is the quintessential TV show that's popular in Middle America. You know, that yeah. it is just like it is the show that you know dads watch with their sons after t-ball practice. You know,
5: I was under the impression that that is his character, though. Like someone told me, like Charlie <laughs> Sheen plays himself. <coughs> On Two and a Half Men. Because here's the thing. But I mean, it's like he, I I think
3: the the TV, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just just that people accept the difference between the real life and the TV version. But I mean, on TV, he just like approaches a woman in a grocery store and says, nice melons. When she's looking (laughs) at the produce. I don't think he locks any of them in a closet.
5: Oh. See, I thought he was like a method actor. Oh, the
4: He's
2: like, I wasn't like
5: this before. Well,
2: he did. I mean, to be fair, the woman in the closet did have some melons. She did. He gave her some two, melons. Uh, two, complimentary hotel yeah, two complimentary hotel honeydews. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two complimentary hotel honeydews. Have you ever? Have you ever? uh Have you ever just imagined a lifestyle for yourself where you just do that kind of thing as a matter of course,
5: like yeah, blowing time. hookers and fighting in public nudity? Yeah. I mean, get... Oh, I thought you meant making racy double entendres in supermarkets. <laughs> yeah. that's a much success. Well, wearing a like a fake bowling shirt. <laughs> you know, this cucumber is kind of like a dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's an actual line from two and a half yeah. right?
3: Anybody uh have anything to do with cereal? Any, any cereal ideas? How can you
2: Hey, wanna fuck some cereal?
3: With
2: me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd sure like to fuck that Cocoa Puffs bird. <laughs>
2: I bet it's got a real sweet pussy. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Um great to have you here, Gene.
5: Good to be here.
2: Um from time to time on Jordan Jesse Go, we like to uh, play our listeners' momentous occasions. We ask that our listeners, when something momentous happens to them, they that they give us a call at 206-984 fun and let us know about them as close to the moment as we can. Well, let's get this thing started, shall we?
0: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. I uh, I'm, I'm sitting in a parking lot in New Jersey, looking at a man feeding a horse, like a, like an out horse, not like in a like a caravan thing, like just out uh, feeding a horse out of a Dunkin' Donuts bag in front of a Dunkin' Donuts.
4: <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
2: No, that's magical. Yeah, that's
3: great. I like that. That something. You know, he. He was convinced that it was the horse's feeding time, right? And he just he did what he had to do.
2: He had to take care of business. So that he sure. wasn't near an alfalfa store. Yeah, right. He wasn't. There wasn't a. There wasn't a bag o' oats. There wasn't a Tim Hortons nearby. <laughs> At Tim Hortons, they actually sell both donuts and horse feed. Sure, it's and a secretariat. <laughs> yeah,
3: Secretariat gets whatever he wants after that big hit movie. He really let himself go. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: More donuts, more Coke, more hookers, yeah. more fillies. Yeah. He just hangs out with Charlie Sheen all day. <laughs> <laughs> what if Charlie
2: Sheen was just naked riding around John <laughs> Secretary? <laughs> what
3: do you mean, what if? <laughs> uh, That'd be funny if their little prank was like calling room service, and then the room service guy gets up there, and then the horse kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> then they just laugh.
5: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Davin with an N from Orlando, Florida. My momentous occasion is pretty common, but still awesome. I defended my dissertation and am now a doctor in psychology. So now you can say that at least one out of one doctors recommends JJ Ghoul. <laughs> JJ, go. I guess Ghoul
0: is because uh, Halloween is coming for grad school sanity
3: support. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
2: Let's talk about some great things about this call. Sure. Number one, it's always nice to hear from Davin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big fan of the show, regular contributor on the forums, and etc. Number two, it's always nice to know that we've got a doctor on hand in case something go- goes horribly wrong. With
3: our psyches.
2: Sure. It's like, maybe, let's say, let's say our, uh, our superego loses track of our id. Yeah. And we go on some kind of, you know, naked secretariat writing yeah.
5: spree,
2: for example.
5: That's just an example sure. of something that or might Or maybe happen. we could ask him how we could make our superego lose track of our id so that we go <laughs> so on we naked experience. horse writing spree. Right. I mean, that's, that's just
2: cocaine, though, right? <laughs> Or PCP.
5: Yeah. Or a little bit of both. Long story short, Dave, and can you hook us up with cocaine and PCP? <laughs> <laughs> Great job, everybody,
3: mailing us the tasty cakes. Now do it with hard drugs.
5: Hey, Jordan, Jesse go
0: calling in with the momentous occasion. This is Aaron from New Mexico. And I just got my first job after getting my master's degree, and I'm so excited, and no one's answering their cell
3: phone, So I guess that's what momentous occasions are for. Have a good one, guys. Later.
2: I don't think that's what momentous occasions are for. No, you call us first. You call us first. Yeah, the fact
3: that you called other people first. Yeah, I called kind us of last insulting. as an Jesus.
2: afterthought. And they rubbed our faces in it.
3: Also, you sound a little young to be having gotten your master's degree.
2: Yeah, you've got you've got your master's degree in American history, but you've got a PhD in bullshit. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure is, you're um... qualified for that job. We should call. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna call that job and tell them you're. Hello, a liar. guys.
2: Work. We're going we're gonna to call your thesis committee chairman and take a real shit on your reputation.
3: Yeah. Hello, this is some internet, guys.
2: <laughs> Guess what we think. Hello, my name's Jesse Thorne. I've got a bachelor's degree in American studies from, let's just call it a major American university. And this is Jordan. I've got a cat. Listen up, assholes UC Santa Cruz has been calling me for donations lately Have they been calling you guys? Have you been getting calls from Santa Cruz? No, I think they're pretty aware of my lack of success (laughs) (laughs) I, I had to just stop taking their calls I just pressed the ignore button I don't want to give money to UC Santa Cruz. It's not that great
5: of a university. I want money back from UC Santa Cruz. I'm going to start calling them and asking for (laughs) donations.
3: I at least want unlimited dining hall meals for the rest of my life. (laughs) I want like a card you swipe in the dining hall.
0: Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. Um, So I'm calling because I've just had a moment today. On the stage of my Catholic school, when I was supposed to be rehearsing my scene for the upcoming arts and music festival, I instead made out with a girl for the very first time. And it was pretty awesome. And I have a girlfriend, and I'm really happy. So that seems like a momentous occasion. Thanks, guys.
3: Bye. A little worried that was going to, uh, when that story started, it was going to turn into some kind of Carrie situation. (laughs) (laughs) So then I used my telekinesis
2: (laughs) to kill everyone in the school. I thought we were going to
5: find out how the play turned out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of disappointing when when you think you're going to find out the end of the play. yeah, And all you get to hear about is Catholic schoolgirls making out with each other. Sure. Uh, Yeah. Um, bra- bravo, right? Sure, way to go Bravo, she's got a Although, girlfriend Although,
3: I mean, I don't know I might say, save it for after school I don't want this uh, lesbian making out to interrupt with your studies I don't What know. kind of examples would we be?
2: When I was in high school, uh, I made out a lot with my girlfriend um, during school And it worked out great Ten years, uh, twelve years later, we're married to each other uh, We have a beautiful dog a mm-hmm. uh, Lovely apartment in Silver Lake, California And we've got fond memories of uh, the time that our English Shakespeare teacher uh, said that we weren't going to go practice our scene. You guys are just going to find a corner and snog.
5: Sure. When I was in grade school, me and my brother made out a lot. And it was pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds fun. You guys are still pretty close, right? Yeah, we are, I guess you could say unusually close. (laughs) Some might even say illegally close. (laughs) Some might even say we fuck (laughs)
4: each other. (laughs) But uh, I'm winking
5: when I say that. Yeah.
0: Hey, Jesse and Jordan. This is Jenny and Nate at the North Carolina State Fair. And there are donks here, and they're adorable. <laughs> and there was this one particularly adorable little donk kind of, you know, play wrestling with another donkey, actually. And then he just went over and, with his back leg, kicked another donk right in the face. And it was pretty hilarious. And then strolled away like nothing happened.
1: Anyway, I just wanted to share the love of donks with you guys, so have a good one. Bye.
2: This is something that I want, I played this call, because I want to clear up a misconception about donks. Donks, as most of our listeners know, are miniature donkeys. They're adorable, tiny donkeys that can even come into your house if you invite them.
5: Are they like designer donkeys?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, sure. We're talking about Dolce and Gabbana. We're talking <laughs> no, about Galliano. Mean. Like
5: designer dogs. Like it's like a Paris Hilton type donkey. This is a donkey
2: <laughs> that's been made that's been selectively bred so that it's tiny. It's okay. a tiny donkey. They're literally the size of a dog, and they're bred for cuteness, right? They're yeah, like I mean, of course, plows. and friendship. Yeah, and friendship. <laughs> they're for tilling tiny fields. <laughs> okay. The problem was the other donkeys were too big. There are these really narrow fields that are really long. You need a tiny donkey to fit in the narrow field. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I I think a lot of people realize that this is one of the most adorable creatures that treads the earth. Uh, It's a tiny donkey. It'll eat anything, just like most donkeys or goats. Uh, It has that funny face. It can do that thing or it shows its teeth like this. Um, But what a lot of people don't know is that they're also powerful. Hmm. Powerful killing machines. So I guess the moral of this story is, and I, and I can only assume the reason why this young lady called in, um, was, you know, don't fuck with donks. Sure. And I think, Jordan, you've complained about donks in the past, and I know that you've received some threats.
5: From donks. Yeah. They're also very intelligent. They <laughs> can <laughs> dial <laughs> the phone. I heard what you've been saying about me. Well, more and, and more. And my kind.
2: More, <laughs> more and more donk owners are Hot gluing pens to their hooves, mm-hmm. so they can do some writing, yeah. <laughs> so they can finally get some writing done
3: She has got a letter that said, "Me hate you."'
2: <laughs> <laughs> still pretty scary though yeah it does it does sound scary. It turned out just to be from a former x f l star He hate me. <laughs> 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 was trying out some new branding strategy.
3: And on the back, in really nice calligraphy, it said, Dearest Jordan, I'm considering this for a new moniker. <laughs> I'd love an
2: opinion. Yeah, uh, I understand you. You, are, you have experience in the world of action sports.
3: Yours, that guy.
2: Anyway, I guess the moral of the story is don't fuck with donks, especially you, Jordan. I know you never would, Gene. Yeah. It's not the kind of guy you are. You're not full of bullshit like Jordan. I, guess, I respect donks.
5: Saying. Yeah. And You've... their right to do what they do.
2: You're a respectful man. You believe in the important things, tasty cakes, etc.
5: Yeah, well, etc. Just covers donks. That's it. Right,
2: tasty cakes and donks. Yeah, the two most important things in the world. That's we'll be back it. in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La
4: la la la, la 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 la. Jordan,
2: Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorn, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Another winning program, I have to say sure we've won i think we're the best podcasters
3: yeah certainly no one's challenging us out of houston
2: i noticed that yet
3: no- dallas <laughs> lubbock beaumont i noticed Bortworth, that uh popular Decatur,
2: <laughs> i i noticed that popular podcaster and unpopular filmmaker kevin smith uh has recently <laughs> recently seems to have purchased a um who i i'm not gonna say anything bad about him he really genuinely seems like a good guy sure. very funny charming guy um uh he seems to have purchased a storefront here in Los Angeles.
3: Yeah, he uh, pur- purchased a theater space dedicated exclusively to podcasts.
2: I feel like what how where did he get the kind of money that it takes to purchase a podcasting theater?
5: I don't it's know. That comic book store he owns.
2: Is it from yeah.
3: he's certainly not not his movies.
2: <laughs> all that comic money book book off <laughs> Like which one of his movies was the successful one?
3: I think those. I think all of those movies are all like DVD cash cows. Really? So I think that yeah, I think he probably. And he
5: you probably, think he's he's you think he's got points on the net? Yeah, I think he just won the lottery and that's <laughs> how yeah, he yeah. paid for it. He bought a scratcher ticket. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, I think I think you know even though Kevin Smith's movies don't you know n- n- nothing's in the you know hundred grand territory, I think they all kind of hang around and sell on DVD for. You know, longer than your average movie, and I, uh, I guess probably what always I'm, got development deals.
2: I, I guess what I'm saying is, why don't
5: we have our own storefront slash theater?
3: Because it's dumb. Man,
5: I didn't want to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, but, you feel like we should. Yeah, I've been wondering for a while why you guys don't have your own storefront thing theater, uh, the thing that you said. You earlier. know what the problem is? Only a
2: certain only uh, um o- only a certain percentage of our listeners are listener donors. Some of our listeners aren't donors at all.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of in vogue these days. We could just get a truck and like pull up outside office buildings, like a lunchtime. podcasting
2: truck. Yeah, like a lunchtime. oh, That's you mean, a good idea. You mean like that later in the blackberry, lady in the blackberry torch commercial, the really cool one from Brooklyn.
3: Uh, I, do, I have not seen that commercial. Oh. But does she have a food? truck? She has a
2: food truck. Yeah. It's a treat truck specifically. No, no. She goes she, in the commercial. She goes, I drive all, I drive all over Brooklyn. Bringing people treats. My BlackBerry Torch helps me send emails and tweeters or something. There's am paraphrasing. Uh, there's
3: a him. billboard. Uh, By the way,
2: full disclosure, I did recently do a branded content segment for the television program I ho- host in support of the BlackBerry Torch.
3: Which is a fine device. It is a <laughs> nice
2: device. It's a good device. Anyway, sorry, George. Uh,
3: there's a billboard for Bank of America with this um, just kind of like real strapping latino guy on it and he's got a you know he's got like a plaid shirt and then like a back to the future vest and he's standing there with his arms crossed and uh the billboard says i can do my banking while i wait for the food truck <laughs> <Because> <laughs> i've seen i that wanted it to crash my car into it. <laughs> it makes
2: you want to kick it in the balls like number one why would you try and make your bank the cool bank yeah like, banks aren't cool. Man, where is this bank? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it really knows where I'm coming from.
5: I, I believe it's in Williamsburg. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm probably not even cool enough to open an account there.
3: Yeah. They, have, uh, they ask you what band you're in <laughs> before you open up a branch. It seems like... If it's anything less cool than Interpol.
2: <laughs> it seems like if Bank of America did some market research and they said, you know, this percentage of the audience wants a reliable bank... This percentage of the audience wants a value-oriented bank with low fees and high interest rates. Uh, the percentage of the audience that said in, the, in like the focus group, I'm really looking for a cool bank, yeah. like someplace I want to be seen. A
5: place to hang out after school with It your seems friends. like
2: that would be a smaller percentage than the percentage of the banking industry controlled by Bank of America, the nation's largest
5: consumer <laughs> bank. Bank of America is trying to be the max. <laughs> From everybody, by the bell.
3: everybody hangs out after school. Yeah. the
2: Peach
5: Pit. Yeah,
2: hey, you guys want to go to B of A? <laughs> yeah. There was that period where my Washington Mutual before it before Washington Mutual was bought out by Chase uh, took out all of the bank stuff and did like banking in the round where they had like a circle of tellers. We each with their own sort of pedestal. Like, wow. they weren't behind a window. They were at a pedestal. That's weird. It was really, really weird. And it really made you wonder, like, what, who was the person asking for half bank, half coffee clutch? Yeah. Wait, like, they didn't have bulletproof glass? No, no bulletproof glass. There was a machine at the end of the line that you typed a secret code in to get your cash out. Like uh, your teller gave you a secret code. They gave you a piece of paper with a number written on it. And then you walked over to the machine, pushed the number into the machine, and then the money came out of the machine. Oh, okay. It was really, it was, it was a negative situation. It was, it, was, it was right around the same time that my ATM started trying to be friends with me. Oh, it's where it said, like, hey, dude, want some money?
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Put in your secret code and we'll get going. It was very upsetting to me. It was a very upsetting period of my life. I've only recently gotten over it.
3: So are you still seeing your significant other? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, anyway, 206-9844-FUN is the number to call if you've got a comment or a question for us. Uh, if you want to uh, share a momentous occasion with us or whatever, you can also email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. If you want to put uh, a little advertisement lit on Jordan Jesse Go, it's easy. All you have to do is email Teresa Thorne, our development director, at teresa, T H E R E S A, at maximumfun.org. It's 100 bucks for a personal message, 150 for a commercial message. Um, hey, guess what, Jordan? Hmm. Max FunCon tickets are going on sale in a couple of weeks. What? The day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Mm. Um, it's called that because of, uh, uh, the popularity of African-Americans in this nation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> They're hotter than ever.
2: <laughs> um, everybody loves Friday. Everybody loves African-Americans.
3: But I heard
5: gay was the new black, so maybe we should change it. To gay Friday? Yep. Okay, sure. Absolutely. Why not?
3: And then Mexican
5: Monday, the following
3: Monday. <laughs> yeah. <The> only, <laughs> the only of Cyber thing, Monday.
2: As long as they don't, as long as they don't have any of those fucking, uh, bakeries. Pan dulces. Pon dulce. <laughs> That <laughs> pan dulce dolce dulce hm you're sound thinking right. of uh you're thinking of Italian oh. dulce would be a wor- is a word in Italian hmm. uh dulce is the spanish
3: Italian desserts are delicious
2: yeah, no, the Italians do a nice job with a nice mascarpone
3: a box
2: hamburger. Uh, Max FunCon tickets are going on are going on sale the day after Thanksgiving at MaxFunCon.com. So I just wanted to give everybody out there in the audience fair warning, fair warning. Uh, and we're gonna have some cool stuff. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do like a little holiday gift package because people mm. like to sometimes people like to give sure. a trip to Max FunCon to their significant other, to their best friend, whatever. We often hear about that to their kid. A Daryl Asher likes to bring his uh, bring his daughter Crystal in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we wanted to put a little... So we're putting together a little gift package so you can have something to put under the tree that people can open, and it'll have a little box, and it'll have a little thing, and it'll a be like a nice loaded little... spring-loaded boxing
3: glove. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right in the kisser.
2: The whole nine yards, essentially. The whole nine yards. Um, Comes with a DVD copy of the whole nine yards starring yeah. Matthew Perry. <laughs> um, anyway, I, j- I just wanted to let folks know about that. And one other thing.
1: Mm. Hey,
2: listen, if you're a regular Jordan Jesse Go listener... You're out there in our listening audience. You haven't tried out the great podcast being produced by our friends and stablemates, Stop Podcasting Yourself. What do you think you're doing? Well, who are you that you're listening to this show and not stop podcasting yourself? It's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to this whole nation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if you're
5: American. Who do you think you are? Former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> She's dead. Yeah. And how? Yeah, So you can't use that as an excuse.
2: Yeah, you got to be Mikhail Gorbachev, and then you have that splotch on your head.
5: <laughs> yeah. Ha Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev,
3: tear down this wall <laughs> and listen to the other podcast.
2: Um, stop podcasting yourself. Anyway, there's a link on our website. Somebody told me the other day, this, I got a Twitter the other day also, uh, from somebody that said, I'm really a Jordan Jesse Go fan, but when I heard William Gibson was on The Sound of Young America, I had to give it a try. At least give it a try, please. Can I, can I ask that you please give The Sound of Young America a try? It's but okay if you don't like it and you like this one, but... To be fair, though, Jesse,
5: the person who said that was you. Yeah, <laughs> I did.
3: You have two Twitter feeds, one so you can send yourself messages. Yeah,
5: that's, that's fair I'm enough. I'm to check out this show that I've been doing
2: yeah,
3: you know the me one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, you can watch you can watch Jordan on the Fuel TV. You can catch me on Thursdays at seven forty five Eastern, four forty five Pacific on the Independent Film Channel IFC. I
3: think I'm going to be on this episode.
2: Oh yeah, is this the, is this upcoming week the the week that you're going to be on it? I think so. Yes. And you're and we're we're hoping and I don't get to pick these kind of things, but I think and we're hoping that you're going to be a regular contributor to the program. Ah, uh, maybe. It's called the Grid. You should set your TiVos. Mm-hmm. You can check out my cool commercial for the Blackberry Torch mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's gonna be it's pretty great I'm look I'm not trying to brag about my commercial for the Blackberry no. Torch but let's just say I've got a meeting with Audi next week to discuss a few possibilities oh. hey. they liked my torch work they want to talk about Audis Anyway, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go.) <laughs>